So welcome to another episode of the Trader Show. Today we're going to take you through the number one key thing in terms of you actually getting results pretty much anything, whether it's fitness, business, or family, and that's dedication versus motivation. So today I'm joined with Dan again as a repeat offender on the podcast after the success of the last episode. Uh, he's been hotly requested back. So Dan's uh, head of a performance with us at CJ Coaching. So today we're going to talk to you about the difference between dedication and motivation and what's really going to make the difference. So I think one of the biggest mistakes we see with a lot of people is when they come into a quote unquote uh, fitness transformation or they're starting a business or they're starting something new. Everyone's super excited at business uh, at the beginning, but like that's going to drop off pretty quick at points. And I'm going to give an example this morning. This morning I was dragging ass and the reason I'm late for the podcast, actually I wasn't late for training, but I went into fasted cardio this morning at 5.45 because I'm currently in Canada and it's too cold to walk outside. <laughs> and I didn't want to get out of bed. I was tired. I couldn't be asked. I was completely unmotivated. However, I had the skill of discipline to be dedicated to turn up and then go and do it anyway. And that's the number one thing I've said loads of times on the podcast. It sounds like the number one superpower you can learn with working with me, working with Dan, working with the rest of the team is learning the skill, which is a skill to make yourself do something when you don't want to do it. And um, you got anything else you give an example of that, Dan? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, prime example. I get it all the time, you know. And it's, I often get really motivated about, motivated about things, but then because I don't think about being disciplined and being de- uh, dedicated, it kind of slips away from me because it, it, I, ca- I don't have the big picture. And I think that's what a lot of people come on board really motivated. You know, we're, it's a creature of our own habit because we're really good at providing, showing you what we do. So you'll come on to initially being motivated, but then you realize that actually you've got to do this yourself and you've got to be disciplined. And I think discipline is the hardest one that people don't want to give into being disciplined with something. And I think it goes back to, again, living in a world now where we can do what we want when we want, but sometimes you just got to get your head down and get the work done. So like Charlie laid in this morning, whereas really we should have been disciplined enough to get no, no, his ass I, I out didn't, there. I didn't, I didn't lay in. I got up. Uh, actually. I got up. I couldn't be asked to get up, but I did get up. You did get up eventually, but that's like a prime example is that in the back of your head. Whereas perhaps if Charlie was more dedicated at the moment, Charlie said he's not as dedicated because he's traveling, right? So you can't be, you can't do all the things at the same time. But if he was, he would have just jumped straight out of bed and done it, gone to the gym and whatever he had to do. So No, I, I still get it. I, did, I contradict you. I did actually get out of bed and I did do it exactly on time. I just didn't want to do it. Ah, oh, right. You didn't uh, want yeah. to do it. All oh, right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but that, that's the difference. There's like a lot of the time I don't, I don't inherently want to do things, but I can yeah. make myself do them. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things as we live in, a very like soft society respectfully now where we live in nice warm cozy houses 100 people have one a nice safe nine to five job they don't want to push themselves out mm. outside of their comfort zones and the reality is that your own personal growth in terms of you as a person and in terms of from losing body fat is going to come from pushing yourself outside your comfort zone yeah. and if you look at that from a nutrition aspect like you pushing yourself out of the comfort zone to maybe even trying different foods because like one of the things people get set in certain habits. Like I've spoken before about when I was a kid, I used to, like, I remember a weird one. I used to, I remember at school, I think it was primary school. I used to hate salad. And I actually remember telling a teacher that it made me sick when I ate it. I was like, it generally, and I actually think I was sick once because I built it up into my head into yeah. such a thing. That you built that sick. barrier. You've yeah, done yeah, it yourself. But, yeah. But that's how the mind is so powerful. And that's why it's really important that people are really aware about the self-talk about themselves and about, what they do and it's like people saying like oh i'm lazy i can do that it's like if you say that about yourself 
then you will become lazy yeah. and you will fulfill that. So that's a really big thing that I tend to pull a lot of people up in terms of the language they use about things, particularly about themselves, because if you talk yourself down, you will, you will hold yourself back big time. Talk yourself down, you've already lost, haven't you? Like you've already, you're already getting the excuses out. I like what you use there, soft though, because I do think we've gone a bit soft over the, over the years. Like, you know, we need a, and it's not about someone being a tough and, you know, unbreakable, but it's about just being like, do you know what? I've said I'm going to do something. I'm just going to do it rather than be like, oh, you know, I can't do it because it is, I can't do it because of that. That's where like, you doesn't matter how much motivation you've got in your head, you're not dedicated to that goal. So I think what people need to make sure is that Charlie has got his own goals. I've got my own personal goals. The goal's got to mean something. Like the goal can't just be, oh, I just want to look good. So yeah, but why do you want to look good? Like you need to look deeper down. And I do question people a lot with their goals and I dig quite deep within them in the nicest possible way because I want to find the root cause of why they want to be a certain way or why they want to look a certain way. And generally when you go deep, it actually means a lot to people. And sometimes they get quite emotional and thinking, do you know what shit? Like if I didn't, if I didn't achieve this, like I could be a failure to, you know, I wouldn't be that role model to my kids and things like that. And like, that's what it's all about. We all do this to become the best versions of ourselves. Where that takes us is everyone is completely different, but that goal and that why has got to mean something. 100%. It takes you back to, there's a guy who's got probably one of the most deepest, sickening voices. His name's Jocko Willink. He was a US Navy SEAL commander. And one of the things he says, is like, he's just awesome ex- to listen to. Yeah, yeah. his voice is just fucking cutting. But he says, all your excuses are lies because it's true. Yep. Like, we've all got fucking every line of sunlight. This morning, I could have been like, oh, I'm tired. I've done cardio every day this week. I've worked really hard this week. It's cold outside. You, you could have easily talked yourself out of that. So uh, easy this morning. Oh, yeah. If you hadn't been in this situation before, you would have talked yourself out of that. Well, yeah. So one thing I say is like everyone, like everyone listening to this right now, you'll know exactly what I mean. You've got this little bitch person on your shoulder in your mind being like trying to justify to yourself why you're not going to do it. So, for example, be like, oh, I've trained loads this week. I feel like I'm dropping weight really quickly. Maybe I'm losing muscle mass. Maybe I shouldn't go do too much cardio or like you're hungry. Like, oh, you like you can justify anything to yourself. And stop selling yourself on your excuses because that is a big thing that I see and I used to do it and I still do it sometimes. So like, oh, I'm really hungry. Maybe I should just have an extra protein bar. I can have an extra this or I can have extra that. And it's like you're using self-justification to let yourself off the hook. And sometimes you need to learn to stick to like the key principles of mm-hmm. what you're trying to achieve. And it comes down to like we were saying earlier, it's not about like motivation is never going to be sky high. Motivation will go up and down. And that's one of the best things about coaching, working with me and Dan and the rest of the team is we will keep on you to keep you motivated and keep you accountable. So you feel like you're not going to let yourself down. You can let me down and let Dan down and let everyone else down at CJ Coaching. And that's the big thing to think about is that you actually sticking to the plan and uh, doing that is going to make you proud of yourself and also everyone else proud of you from the coach's point of view, the rest of the clients, CJ Coaching, but also the family and everyone else around you because people around you will see what you're doing. And I've seen it with clients. I think you know Mally from Dubai, who's one of my clients, who dude's insane. He's lost like 20, mm-hmm. 25 kilos. Guy looks crazy now. And the amount of people who just can't believe what he's done. Yeah. And what he did, though, was, was huge. He just stuck to it. He was just consistent and he was just dedicated. And it's really important that you think about that and think about how are people going to look at you when they know you started a weight loss program and then you didn't see it through? Because you're like, oh, it's too, it's too hard, or yeah. I can't do this because you come up with some bullshit excuse. Think about how you want to be thought about or be talked about. Do you want to be like that person who sees things through and finishes things? 
because starting things are, is really easy, but finishing things is difficult. And finishing, the, uh, finishing them is the is the game changer. Mm. Sorry, one of the things I was going to say is that if you're in a position where you need to lose body fat and get in shape and you've never done it before, all you have to do is do one big transformation once, and then you can always be eight to twelve weeks away from being in awesome shape again. Well, that's what you did, didn't you? Mm. I did the same. I think it was like seven, eight years ago now. My wife Jade, who's obviously she's head female coach, she's basically gave me an ultimatum. She was like, "You either sort yourself out, or we are done." And you know what? That was the big shock to me. I can openly talk about it now, but back in the day, I was like, "Geez, I'm walking on eggshells." But it wasn't someone being horrible; it was someone being brutally honest. And that's when I did my my big transformation. But like you said, now you never back because once you do a big enough one. You're far enough away from that place where you was before. And then you've always got that, you know, you're always eight, 12 weeks away from being in incredible shape. I mean, you were saying earlier about you could talk yourself out of things. I was doing it the other week myself. Like I'm doing this photo shoot. I think it's like 10 weeks now for us, but like, I'm going to do it. And it was like two weeks ago. I was like, ah, oh, it doesn't matter. I've got loads of time, but I haven't, like I wasn't as dedicated because I had obviously other distractions, but it's still not the case. I just wasn't as on it as what I should have been, which is annoying me, it annoys myself when I do things like that. I think that's one of the things to take context of is that that happens to you and you get distracted. Oh. And one thing I want to ask is how long did it take you to lose the weight and how, how much did you lose? See, I think so. So yeah, I mean, I was 105 kilos and then I got down to about 75 kilos. So Charlie can do some quick maths there. That's a lot of weight. Yeah. Um, so it's 30 kilos, 105. Yeah, 30 kilos. And like, I'd probably say the bulk of it went in about nine months. And then it took me like another year to really find myself but what I did was, was that I didn't, when I did it, there wasn't even my fitness power. So I couldn't even track macros. I literally just looked at food and made better food choices. I mean, I don't know if I've told this story, but you know, going back in the day, I was drinking five cans of full fat Coke a day. I was a tradesman in the UK, which we all renowned for going to the cafe and having fried breakfast every day. I used to take packed lunch and eat that as well. And it was like, it was just, what, what, is, what is a fried breakfast for anyone who's from North America? Yeah. So a fried breakfast would be like egg, bacon, beans, mushrooms, chips. French fries, full English breakfast, that's it, yeah. Full English breakfast, like, and um, everyday occurrence. But when I did it, I started off just eating better. And then, you know, what actually motivated me and kept me more dedicated was people saying, you're doing well, you're doing well. And it was like, bang, like, yeah, sweet, thanks. And honestly, like, I was still a heating engineer at the time. And I used to go around to customers' houses who I hadn't seen for a year. And they're like, have I seen you before? I was like, yeah, I'm down. Like, fuck, yeah, how much you lost? I'm like, yeah, 30 kilos. It's, it's incredible. And the fucking most biggest thing that I tell people is I wish I'd done it sooner. Like, I, I feel like getting myself around the throat and ringing, throttling myself and being like, Dan, why was you such a dick for so many bloody years? And you know, the thing is as well, is I was always, I was still training at the time. I was just trying to out-train a bad diet. So when I say to people, I don't care, you know, you, you've got to be on this food. And they're like, yeah, but you know, I train really hard. I'm like, well, I've tried doing it for years. I've, did, I've been there, done that. You cannot out-train a bad diet. But I wish I'd done it sooner. It took me about 18 months to, to, for my body to be normal when it's new weight. And this is what we try and explain to clients is that once we've lost the weight, it doesn't mean you're out of the water. It means that you've got some hard graft now to maintain this body level, body fat, new weight, because you need to declare this. If you come up gone from 100 down to the, uh, 70 kilos, you can make the 70 the new 100, right? And all it takes is your body time to adapt and it will adapt. Now, naturally, my body wants to sit around 72 to 75 kilos. Fine, no problem. I think that's one of the important things to almost think about for people who lose weight 
if you want to, and, and actually also people bulking when you're looking to add muscle mass, it's important to almost hold that weight and mm. own that weight. And you want to be able to hold that for like a couple of months at least. Yeah. And that's when you'll find you probably get into a good pattern there in terms of habits, in terms of how much food you're doing, activity, all this sort of stuff. And one of the key things we really work with clients in particular, if you're doing something like Dan's done, he's lost a lot of the weight, is when you get to the end of that period, like, okay, I'm at where I want to be roughly in terms of weight, it's incrementally adding calories back in and reverse dieting you. So your metabolism starts to pick up. So you're more resilient. So you don't add the back weight back on because mm -hmm. I think statistically it's 77 people who start a weight loss program or start a diet end up actually putting more weight back on than they originally started yeah. because they get into this vicious yo-yo cycle of pretty much starving themselves. I've, I've been there and done that over phases before where like you, you restrict yourself so much that you go on this ultimate binge. Charlie's told me a story before about when he'd done his competition and he put on like five, was it five kilos? No, it was after Christmas, one Christmas day, I put oh, five Christmas. kilos in a day, yeah. See, that's what I'm saying, like, yeah. It's a very, very tricky one, but at the end of the day, what I can say is that we get awesome transformations and every single one of them people that have them awesome transformations that you see, they were dedicated more than they were probably motivated at times because it probably got a bit rough. They probably got a bit bored of the food and bored of the training at some times. But do you know what? They were dedicated and they were disciplined and that's what got it through them. It wasn't being motivated for the whole time. They haven't got this freak superpower where they're like this awesome motivated person all the time. They're not. They're completely not. I know Phil, for example, Phil was quite an active job. He had the transformation last year and it was rough at times. But do you know what? He was disciplined and he was dedicated. And then look at him like what a role model he is. And I think that's one of the big things for people to understand is something called a compound effect. Mm. And that's all the small choices you make every single day, how they add up over a period of time. And just think about how that extra chocolate bar you're eating, how you're cutting your training short because you can't be bothered and you're tired. Like those small things, or like you're doing hit cardio and you're only doing like 50% because you can't be bothered. Those small things are going to hold you back over the long run. And when you get three, six months down the line with maybe like a weight loss journey and like, I'm not really seeing progress. These things will be why all those small things. And you will know deep down whether you've been cutting corners or not. And the only person who knows that is you. And I remember that specifically when I competed about a few years ago, I thought about like the only person who knows if you're not doing what you're supposed to be fucking doing is you. Because like if you sack off car the cardio 10 minutes early because you can't be asked and was hired, I know that no one else knows it. So it's like the responsibility is on you. That's the same as us when coaching people. If you, if you don't do the workout, I don't know. Mm. If you don't stick to food, I don't know. I'm probably going to be able to tell when you, when you start getting results and start asking questions. But the ownership is on you. And again, I spoke about Jocko Willink earlier. A really good book is to read his book, which is called Extreme Ownership. And again, we live in a, like a blame society where people will blame other people for not seeing results. But ultimately, the number one thing anyone listening to this and I want you to think about is taking accountability for your own mm. situation. So if you're fat and you're not dedicated and you're not, and you're not motivated either, that's your responsibility to change that situation. And yes, you can reach out to me, Dan, uh, Jeremy and the coaches, and we will help you to lose weight and we can guarantee you will get there and we'll guide you through that process. But it's down to you to be accountable to take the first step to do that. 100%. I think we, uh, we should introduce a new system, Charlie. Where we offer a service where we follow someone around 24-7 to make sure they do it. But you don't need that, guys. You just need to be a little bit disciplined and a little bit dedicated. And if you feel like you're going into a plan and you're not that, now's not the right time or you need to have a word of yourself someone needs to give you that you should honestly ask someone do you think i should make the change and then have a brutally honest answer 
and that should be enough for you to say, do you know what? Fuck it, I'm going to do it. And making that first step is so important. And, you know, we're there to hold you accountable. And like Charlie said, we can't, you know, if you haven't done something, we don't know. But having that person there to hold you accountable is what I would say 95% of our clients enjoy the most is that knowing that we're there and because we're external and it's our job, but it's our passion, we're not someone's relative, loved one, etc. where potentially it could cause problems within the relationship, talking about things and stuff like that. We're external. They feel like they can vent to us and they explain how things are going. And I definitely think that that's something that we are quite unique with myself, with people, because I enjoy helping people. That is that accountability, knowing that someone's always there on a message, bang, we can just help you straight away. 100%. And I'd also say with that, sometimes you have to be cruel to be kind. So mm-hmm. from a lot of perspective, talking about living in a soft world one of the things that um happens a lot is like parents do it a lot with kids is they like they kill people with kindness with food yeah and people will be like my mum used to do this all the time she was like when i used to go lose weight and gain weight she's like you're too skinny you're too fat you're too skinny you're too fat i can never fucking win and <laughs> probably you're probably listening to this right now and you've had similar situations and in the reality of it that's where like me and dan will be very like, i'm very brutal with people sometimes in coaching if i think someone's not pulling their weight or being lazy, I'll give them a kick in the arse to be, be brutally honest with them because people often need that bluntness. And also I can tell when people, if they're going through like issues with maybe divorces, whatever, like business problems, whatever, uh, a shoulder to cry on respectively, like there's different situations and knowing having someone external from your own mind space, who you also not like in an emotional relationship with who can just give you it straight how it is, is a really important factor to have in your corner. 100 percent. coaching isn't just workouts and, and nutrition plans like we, we're much more than that we are we offer much more of a bigger picture a bigger service and yeah i'll definitely back charlie up and say i give my clients a kick up the backside sometimes um in the nicest possible way but it it's a game changer sometimes but the thing is we can do it and we can back it up with we know it works you know when someone's trying to give you some sort of false advice we're like, yeah do this this is what you need to do now you're doing it wrong but we can back it up because we're creditable you know we've got i've I've been there i've seen there, i've done it um the proof's in the pudding right i think everyone just needs to take away from this is that you're not going to be motivated all the time right but if you're dedicated then you're disciplined the motivation will come and go but you'll still get the results at the same time if one person can take one thing from that like you're going to massively improve your journey 100 and the one tip i'd add to finally wrap this up i'll take one from me i'll get one from dan so the number one tip I'd say for anyone to stay dedicated, and this is what I try to do with everything, is I would write down, okay, so if fat loss is my goal, what are the things I need to do every single day to ensure that I achieve my end goal? So number one would be making sure that I stick to my diet. So that would almost branch into like, okay, making sure I have my food ready and it's prepared or I know what I'm eating and I have a schedule. Cool, so that's one. Number two is that I'm doing the training I'm supposed to be doing. So I actually have that planned out of the week. I know what days I'm going to gym. I know what times I'm doing. I had the workouts from Charlie, Dan, whoever it might be. Number three, making sure I'm actually sleeping correctly. And then number four, I'd be just trying to like make sure you drink enough water. If you, if you manage those four things, like that's what you have to do to get results. And then five would be checking with the coach uh, if you're being coached by us. Like when you break it down to that, it's actually quite simple. And it's, that's what we're here to do is eliminate the guesswork where you literally just turn up, execute those five things. Um, two of which sleeping and drinking water are pretty straight you should be doing to survive anyway um, <laughs> it's fairly straightforward what would be your your last one to give uh, some advice on that um my last one would be communication and talking to people because i think we bottle it up too much within ourselves and even if someone's perhaps got like a creative mind tell someone what creativity you've got because 
you can help someone else by doing that. Communication and talking, what I mean is give us the information you need. Don't be scared to ask for help because I know there's a lot of people that are like, I can do this on my own. Well, do you know what? It's probably easier for you to focus on the things that you're good at and give this to someone else to sort of work all the magic out for you and you follow the plan. Because that's what I've realized recently is that, do you know what? My time is better spent doing something else rather than trying to do it myself. So communication and talking to someone and don't be afraid to ask questions and ask for help. I think it's going to be the biggest one for everyone. So if you're watching this or listening to this and you're thinking about asking for help, like no obligations, just message one of us and I'll happily talk to you. So will Charlie, like to, to get someone to, to get their mind thinking in the right place. And I guarantee it'll be the best decision you've ever made. So we will wrap that up there. I hope that was insightful and gave some people perspective in terms of dedication versus motivation, what's really important. So if you're enjoying this and you're listening to this on iTunes or Spotify, please make sure you leave us a five-star review. Go check out uh, down on Instagram. I'll put that in the show notes below. And if you need help with your own fitness journey, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook. Uh, just drop me a message and say, listen to this podcast episode and we can have a chat about how we can help you with dedication versus motivation. And we'll see you in the next episode very soon.